0: You know, I just declare there's going to be an increase and an increase and an increase of in the presence of God here in church. You know, Pastor Wynn was talking about the doors, he prophesied the doors being open and the people coming in. I just declare there's going to be an increase in the worship and an increase of in his presence here. And it's in his presence, you know, the Bible says there's fullness of joy. Right? And at his right hand, there's pleasures for everybody. Well, and I always declared that this place is a water hole, right? People could come here and freely drink of the Spirit of God and receive everything they needed, whether they want to drink a whole bunch or a little bit, right? Drink so much water to the swell till their bellies are full or, you know, just needed to lick. But bless God. People are going to be healed and touched and blessed all over this world. Amen? Come on. Amen. Praise God. Awesome, 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 awesome. Um, Pastor Wynn texted me yesterday. said he made it home. And he's still even he it on over his new guitar and was all happy with it because he got to travel with it. And so he was a happy camper, got home. All the family was playing it. Everybody was rejoicing. So, so he's back in Wales So y'all keep him in prayer and uh, keep him held up. Talk to uh, Bethany today and her and Andrew are getting ready and their family go back to uh, Guatemala. They've been over here preaching and they're leaving next week, someday next week. Headed back for another three months down there. So praise God, keep them in your prayers, everything going on. A lot of great things happening. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to share something with you. So get your Bibles out. And go back to Colossians. I got a freedom message. It's the 4th of July message. Freedom. Everybody say freedom. freedom. I like freedom. But you know, you can live in America, a free country, and be in bondage. And uh, I just have a little bit of something I want to share with you tonight. I know you all all got to go home and get all the stuff ready to make ice cream. And all the hot dogs out. <laughs> Shaved eyes, slushies. Is that what it's gonna be? Anyway, I was talking about I don't want to go back over the whole message about your purpose, but I want to go over the part about the enemy of your mind. And uh because you can be a you can be in America, you can live free, you can be as free legally as possible, but be in bondage in your mind. Amen. And so sometimes we're in bondage and we don't even know it because you've lived with it so long, you don't even recognize what's going on until the presence of God comes on you, until the spirit of God reveals something to you, you would know you're in bondage, okay? Um, You know, that that is true with anything, you know, if your mother cooked a bad cake or made cookies that really tasted bad and you just ate them, after a while you just think that's the way all cookies taste because that's the only cookie you ever ate, right? And so you got to, it's like that with the Word of God. If the only thing you've ever been fed is bad word, then you don't know what good is, right? Until you've tasted it. And so in Colossians 1 and 21, it says, And you who were once alienated and enemies in your minds by wicked works, yet now he is reconciled. And I was talking uh, about the only thing that can keep you from walking in your purpose in life is that if you do not do something about the enemy that's within your own mind. And so I preached that, you know, like last Wednesday, and I may even have mentioned it the Wednesday before, but then Sunday, and then I, I, I heard this, and I knew this, but I never studied it out, never looked at it. There's a, there's a thing called Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome is when you, a person is abducted or kidnapped and is with their captors for a long period of time, and they psychologically begin to get mixed up. Until after a while, they begin to think that their captor is the good person. And then, even though they get freed, sometimes they want to stay with the captor because they—they're the—you the, know—the—the the, the stress and the trauma and everything that they're going through with their mind and the way that they play games on them. That then they just get to where they think that that person's really a good person, when everybody else standing around looks at them and says, "That's a bad guy, right? He kidnapped you. He abducted you. He's a bad guy." But they're, that person, because of Stockholm syndrome, because of their the, the the you know the psychology in their mind or whatever you would call it, boom, they think they're good, and so they you know it's a it, they that's what they called it. The reason why they did because in 1973. In Stockholm, Sweden, there was an abduction, and this happened and took place, and they first started to notice it. That's when they call it Stockholm Syndrome. Okay, that's all I want to say about that because I don't know anymore. (laughs) All right? The point is sometimes in our minds, we can have been captive, let's just say by doubt and unbelief. You can be held captive, and the devil can candy coat it and twist it around so much that you begin to become Acquainted with it so much that you accept it as fact. When the real revelational truth is, Jesus said it's the truth of his word that would set you free. The man laying at the gate beautiful or the man laying by the pool of shalom Said he was bound for 38 years. I've been here for 38 years. So I just watch everybody else get in the water. Everybody else gets healed, but I don't get healed. But it's okay. I like to come out here because it's a good show. I like to see it when the waters are stirred. I know that I have it. it makes me feel good, but I know that I'll never get in and I'll never be healed. All right. So let me just pick pick on his brain a little bit. Okay. So here, this guy's thinking he's going every day, but never really having faith to be healed or anything you know, could happen because in his realm of thinking, it's only he has to get into the water to be healed. He didn't know one day that the Son of God was going to walk in there and say, hey, pick up your bed and walk. See, faith reaches out past what you know. Faith reaches out past what? What is just seen. Faith reaches into the realm of the supernatural and the truth of God's Word and brings thing about, brings things about no matter what evidence is that you have locked in your brain. But if you're not willing to ever hear the truth, then you can never be set free. You're going to be in bondage. So what if that man would have turned to Jesus and said, what do you mean, pick up my bed and walk? I can't pick up my bed and walk because it's, you know it's the Sabbath, and if I'd have picked up my bed and walked, well, then how could I? You know, I'd be breaking the law. The the, the Pharisees are going to get mad at me, and they're not going to let me sit here at the pool anymore. And if I don't get to sit here at the pool anymore, well, at least I don't even get—I won't even get to see anybody healed. And then i will just be laying out there in my old hot house, and won't get to come out here every day. And I don't want to go do that. And what do you mean, pick up a bed and walk? You know, who are you? you? You you know, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> now he wouldn't have said that, but right? Y'all follow me? People do that. He could have turned to just Jesus and says, You don't know what you're talking about. How, you say you, you call yourself, you think you're a rabbi? You're not a rabbi. A rabbi wouldn't be telling me to do this and jumped all over down Jesus' throat. He doesn't say, okay, wait, hold on. Just trying to get you healed. Well, you just get on out of here. You must be a devil. You must not, you must not. It's like I always love the story in, in John 9 of the, the blind man that got healed. And he tells the Pharisees, look, I don't know. But one thing I do know, I was blind and now I can see. But I don't know what's going on. But all I know is go ask him because I was blind and now I see. And I think that dude's got it. Right? So the enemies in our minds, we can have Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> to doubt and unbelief or <laughs> whatever it is. The little thought that comes into your mind and the devil says, it's never going to change. And you say, yeah, I guess you're right. Or yeah, you're going to have some good times right now. It's going to get better, but then it's going to get worse. The little doubts and unbelief that come in our mind that steal the Word of God and steal the truth from us. we got to make sure and start recognizing the enemy, and we got to start recognizing that we have an attachment to it and open up the door and kick it out. It's the only way we're ever really going to be free. Okay? So... Uh, go to Romans chapter twelve. The plan this week. Familiar passive scripture, but just look at verse two. It says, "And be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable in the perfect will of God." The word "transformed" is a, is where we get the word "metamorphosis" from. It's the Greek word. Okay. Now, how many of y'all know a butterfly? A, from a it doesn't a a, a the whole process takes time, all right? It just doesn't go from a, from a worm. I don't even know what all the stages are, but it just doesn't go from a worm in a cocoon to opening up and becoming a butterfly overnight. There's a process, and everything in our lives is a process, and I, I, the older I get and the longer I serve Jesus, you know, I kept thinking I was going to get to this place where I had it all figured out. But I'm learning that every time I get to the place where I think I've got everything figured out, I just find I'm at another level and I just have to move on. Years ago I preached a message, I don't even remember what I called it, about I was putting in a staircase in a house and I was putting in the, the treads and the risers. And as I was doing that, it it just like a revelation hit me that that it was like life. You know, we 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 move up the face of the step and get onto the tread, and then it's easy to walk on the tread because it's smooth and flat, but then we hit that next spot that then we have to go up the face to get up onto the tread, and then we go flat easy, but yet we're higher than when we started out, right? And you may be walking along thinking, oh, I'm in a smooth spot. This is a great place, you know, but you don't realize sometimes until we look back that we're higher than we were before. We've learned more, we've grown, we've stretched, we've developed. Things that used to freak us out don't freak us out anymore. We've got more faith, we're building. See, these are all good things to have in your life. But you're never going to come to a place that is just totally flat and level, and then you're just, oh, you've arrived. Because you're going to find this place, and then there's going to be another stretching. You're going to go up, but then you're higher than you were. You grew until we finally get to the very top which is going to be the end of our life, and we walk into heaven, okay? And so we have to start examining ourselves in our mind and say, Lord, we need to start a prayer that we need to be praying is, Lord, is there any place in my mind the enemy has a stronghold or has me in Stockholm syndrome? Is there any place in my mind that I'm looking at things through the old eyes of doubt and unbelief or the old eyes and not willing to grow and change and learn your truth to go on because truly that is freedom. Being bound is not necessarily a bad thing. It's only a bad thing if you want to stay there, right? It's when we fall down and we don't ever want to get back up that it's a bad thing. But if we fall down and we want to get back up, I mean, that's just the reset button of repentance, right? Because the second verse I read to you over there in Colossians, in verse 23, says, if you'll continue in the faith. See, if you continue going on, if you continue walking with him, you continue learning, continue growing. Because we make mistakes, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be beating ourselves up. What we should be doing is, okay, Lord, I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Now I need to go on. How did that happen? How did I trip and do that? How, what did I do that caused me to fall? What, what did I do that let me slip over there into that mud hole? What was I saying? What was I thinking? What was going on? See, as long as you're doing a self-examination like that in the presence of God and letting him speak to you, you're always going to be growing and you're going to be defeating the enemies. Now, if you say, well, Lord, what what did I do wrong? And he says, well, you're a stupid idiot. You've always been an idiot. Well, I want to tell you something. You're listening to the wrong voice because there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. So what's happened is the devil's tuned in trying to make himself out like he's God with the big G, when he's the little G, and you've let yourself get under. It. Whenever I, whenever any anything comes to me and it's condemning, I know it's not God. Right? It may have come. It all came from the devil. But I'm saying I may have brought it up myself. I may be self-condemning, or it may be totally 100% demonic. But it is not God. That's one thing for sure. And if you stay in that. Condemning mode. Well, then you, you, that's the enemy in your mind. That has to be that has to be dealt with. Y'all with me? That's the enemy in your mind. You've got to look at. And all of us in this room tonight. There's no sense acting like you you don't have an enemy in your mind. You're do. All of us do. All of us do. They're there. All right. And it's our job to find out what it is. And you may not find it out until you get squeezed. Right? till so just this normal world throws you a curveball and then you find out what's on the inside of you. Right? But that's okay. We grow. We keep going up. Onward and upward. Right? Okay. So the, the transformation doesn't come instantaneously. It comes over a period of time. Right? Which is a good thing. Because usually if God just jerked you out and just put you somewhere else, but then you. you usually don't know how to act. It takes a time to get you through all that, right? Okay. <clears throat> so you need to go through. You need to do some evaluation if you really want to be free. You've got to look at yourself, and you got to ask yourself, okay, what's going on? And you say, well, I don't want to, because every time I do, I just get all down in the dumps because I'm so stupid. I make so many mistakes. Hello, it just got revealed to you. You're self-condemning. That's the enemy of your mind. Start with it. So how are you gonna how are you gonna solve this? Well, so let me just tell you a real easy way to do it. John 832 says, and the truth's gonna set you free, right? Well, how do you get the truth in you? Well, in today's technology, it's really pretty simple. All right. You can get on your phone and you go to the app store. And you download the Strong's Concordance in your phone. Okay? And you will go up there to where it says search, and you put condemnation in there. Or fear. Or doubt. Or anything like that. And you search it. And it's going to put up every scripture in the Bible that that word's used. And then you're going to go through them. You're going to look at them. You're going to do you a good old-fashioned word search. Now, you know, there's so much of technology that is bad, but there's so much that's good. I remember my family for the whole the whole time when I was first got saved and was always ministering and preaching that I never went anywhere on a Saturday night. I, I just never went anywhere. They're having a family deal or whatever. I never went anywhere on Saturday night because I was home studying. Well, in those days, I had literally had to get the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance out, you know, this thick book. I had to get the, the the Septuagint out and get it out there. Then I had to get my Hebrew Greek out. And I had to get I had these five, six, seven books all scattered out all over the place, going through, studying, looking at the words and you know, all the words. You know, in front of them. So it took me hours, and I love it now because I just can zippity doo dah on my iPad and get all kinds of stuff in literally just minutes and get it all out and say, oh wow, look at this. You know, this is this good, right? But every once in a while I'll go back and I'll get those old books out and go through them just so I never learn, never forget how to operate those things, you know? But it's interesting. You say, well, I'm not that kind of a person. Well, then you need to be because you've got to get the word in you. You know what I'm saying? There's all kinds of reference. So there's all kinds of things out here. When you get, when the Holy Spirit reveals to you what it is, the greatest thing you can do is go find every scripture in the Bible that talks about that. So you can get the truth of that down on the inside of you. Start going over every verse until you get down to the one that jumps off the page and says, look at what that says. I didn't know it said that, or I didn't have the revelation that it said that, or look how good this is. And then you're free. And whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And so, man, then you've got that one defeated. I preached another message, uh, and and this is one I think we all should do. You know, like like you have big game hunters, you know, that have trophy rooms. I literally think we ought to have trophy rooms. Trophy rooms are things you've defeated in life, right? And you go in there and you can show somebody, you Got I don't know what you'd put on it, but, you know, you could do something, whatever your own taste is, and you say, yeah, that, I killed that one back in 73. What, what is that? Uh, doubt and unbelief. Had doubt and unbelief in my mind. Study the scripture, find out and that's the Scripture. Maybe that's what you could do. You could put the scripture that set you free under the little trophy or whatever, you know, like that. And you've got it sitting up there. Little plaque hanging up on the wall, you know, go in there and show everybody your trophy room. Yeah, that's right. All the things you defeated. Amen. So, so take this message, because I really feel like there's something really powerful. I feel like there's even more here than, than what I'm doing tonight. And all these whole things. Take these scriptures. Keep praying about your purpose. Keep praying about how, God, how, how you're being limited from being the best that you can be. Amen? And keep asking God to reveal this to you and show this to you. And I know he's just going to keep bringing more and more and more and more and more open and available to you in revelation. And then that truly, folks, is freedom. Amen? So, go metamorphosis is that a word if It not it should be it is now i said it praise god hello this is robert richards and you're listening to the waterhole our weekly broadcast which is now available on itunes and all major podcast platforms you can also watch the weekly video broadcast on our youtube channel links in the description i pray this has been a blessing to you And if you've enjoyed this message, please share this with a friend. God bless you and remember, no matter where you are and what you've done, Jesus loves you.